0: Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast for developing a long-lasting, happy relationship it is the status symbol to achieve, and following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. Today I'm going to talk about infidelity and the first three things you need to do if there's been infidelity in your relationship. Unfortunately, infidelity is relatively common in long-term relationships, especially in our culture today where there's dating apps everywhere. And so it's not uncommon to hear about couples who've been together for a while for them to experience infidelity on some level. And a lot of you have asked me to speak more about infidelity, more about affairs, because it is so common. So I've written about infidelity. I have an affair recovery program you can access through my website. But today I'm going to talk about the first three steps that are most important if your relationship has experienced infidelity. The first step is no more contact that's referring to the person who's had the affair and the person they've had the affair with so the wayward partner needs to cut out all contact with the affair person that's the first step that's the most important step because obviously if you're still in touch with this affair person there's no way you're going to recover from the affair And every time you have contact with that person, it's going to re-traumatize your partner. Affairs and infidelity are the most devastating thing a relationship can go through. All couples across the globe, the leading thing that breaks partners apart is infidelity because it's traumatic. It devastates the core of relationships. And so if you have experienced infidelity, if you're the one who's had the affair, The very first step you have to do if you want to recover your marriage is to break off all contact with the affair person. Think about it for a moment. When you have an affair, it's like a hardcore drug. It lights up the reward center in your brain as if you're doing drugs because affairs are suspended from reality. When you meet with this affair person, they make you feel amazing. They make you feel incredible. It's a rush of endorphins to your brain. And the affair is insulated from everyday life. You don't have to think about kids when you're with the affair person. You don't have to think about finances when you're with the affair person. You don't have to think about career stress when you're with the affair person. It's suspended from reality. And that's also why the majority of affair relationships don't last once the relationship hits reality. Because the relationships begin in this false sense of reality. It suspends all stress. And so it creates this amazing endorphin experience for the person having the affair. That's why the very first step you have to take is the hardest step, which is you have to go cold turkey. You have to rip off the Band-Aid. You have to cease all contact with that affair person. Because if you don't, you're gonna keep falling back into that same connection with the person, with the affair person. And every time you recontact that person, the person you've had the affair with, it's gonna re-traumatize your partner. And so if there's any hope of your relationship recovering, it has to start with you ceasing all contact with the person you've had the affair with. Now that might mean some drastic measures need to occur. You might have to quit your job if you're working with the person you've had the affair with quit your job if you've had an affair with a neighbor move if you've had an affair with someone you go to church with change churches whatever it requires for you to have no more contact and a lot of people are under the misconception that they can continue to be friends with the person they had the affair with They can continue to see them at work. They can continue to see them at the synagogue. They can continue to rub shoulders with them in the neighborhood. You can't. Because every time you see them again, it just increases your risk of falling back into the affair. And like I mentioned, every time you rub shoulders with them again, your partner is not going to be able to heal because they're going to be in a constant state of panic and anxiety that you're having the affair again. So that's the first step. You have to cease all contact. You have to rip off the band-aid. You have to do whatever it takes to get that affair person out of your life once and for all. And that leads me to number two. The second step you have to take when there's been infidelity is you have to open up all accounts. Because you've broken trust. You've lied to your partner. They're not gonna believe you if you say, yep, I'd have no more contact with them. You have to prove it. And one of the best ways to prove it is you open up up all accounts. That means your phone is open to them, your social media accounts are open to your partner, all of your bank accounts are open to your partner, your email accounts are open to your partner. Everything you have should be open access to your partner and you should volunteer this. Don't make your betrayed partner come begging for it. Don't make them ask for it. You volunteer it. Because if you volunteer it, it shows you care. It shows that you want to build back trust. It shows you have nothing to hide. So if you've had an affair, how open and willing are you to share all of your accounts and all of your passwords? I've worked with couples before where the person who had the affair refused to open up all accounts. And then when I leaned in and was really pushing for them to do it, they got angry. And they said, I'm not a child. But you know what that did? That made them look even more guilty that they were still in contact with the affair person and that's why they wouldn't open up their accounts. So if you have ceased all contact, there's no reason not to open up your accounts. And I recommend having open accounts, open phones with your partner, even if there hasn't been infidelity, just to promote openness and trust. If you have nothing to hide, there should be no reason that your partner can't just pick up your phone at any moment and look through it. There should be no reason for that because there should be no secrets. So that's number two, if you've had an affair, it is imperative that you open up all accounts, but not just open up all accounts, but that you do it with a willing attitude because that shows that you care, that shows that you're not hiding anything, and that's gonna help your partner slowly build trust to know you really actually are keeping your word that you have no more contact with the affair person. Number three, the third most important thing you can do if you've had an affair is show remorse. Now, you may feel justified that you had the affair. You may feel justified that you had infidelity because you're probably really unhappy in your marriage. Maybe your emotional needs weren't being met. Maybe your sexual needs weren't being met. Maybe you felt abandoned. Who knows? But even though you may have felt justified, it was still your choice to violate your marriage vows and have an affair. That was your choice. That was your decision. No matter how unhappy you were, no one forced you to break your marriage vows. You could have gotten a divorce first and then had the affair, but you didn't. You stayed married and broke your vows and had the affair. That's on you. And that's the way to think about infidelity is that the person who has the affair, that decision is 100% on them. However, the climate and the relationship that increase their susceptibility, that's usually on both partners on some level. So some people who've had the affair struggle with showing remorse because they felt like it was their partner's fault that they had the affair because their partner wasn't meeting their needs. Now that's a cop-out because you're not taking any responsibility for your decision. And your partner is not gonna be able to heal if you're blaming them for the affair. So what you need to do is get down on your knees, and with sincerity, apologize for your decision to break your marriage vows. No matter how unhappy you were, no matter how miserable you were, at the end of the day, it was still a choice. And that's the choice you can show remorse for. That's the choice that you can show regret over. That's the choice that you can go to your partner and with heartfelt apology express to them how horrible you feel for making that choice. If you don't show remorse, it's almost impossible to forgive. So your betrayed partner needs to see your sincere remorse before they're ever going to consider forgiving the decision that you made. So if there's been infidelity in your relationship, it's a long road to recovery, but there is a road And it starts with those three steps. Number one, you have to cease all contact. Number two, you have to open up all accounts with a willing heart. And number three, you have to show remorse for the decision that you made, regardless of of how unhappy you may have been. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, click the five stars and leave a review. Also, remember to email me your questions that you want me to address on the podcast. You can email me at info at drwyattfisher.com. For more resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is alive. So if you care for it and nurture it, it will grow. But if you deprive it and neglect it, it will wilt and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.